You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. Today, we're going to talk about chicken wings. Uh, good topic, uh, fun topic, um, and franchising and what it's like to be a chicken wing franchise uh, and uh, and a franchisee and and kind of uh, what it's like in this space right now. Um, and with me is Zach Omar, who's the CEO of Atomic Wings. So welcome, Zach. Thank you for joining us. So I guess first, you know, tell me a little bit what's the Atomic Wings concept. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Um, Definitely would love to talk about the Atomic Wings concept. So uh, we're obviously in the wing space, but we do provide more than just wings. We provide wings, tenders, chicken sandwiches, uh, boneless wings, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, One of the big differentiators for us is all of our chicken is antibiotic, hormone-free. We we really uh, put a little twist on on health. Uh, Most of our sauces are gluten-free as well. And we're probably the only wing franchise right now, Barbara, that's serving grilled wings. So, uh, you know, myself, I'm, I'm getting up there in age, <laughs> you know, I, I can't eat the way I did when nice. I was in college. And uh, the grilled wings taste uh, just as crispy as if they were fried in oil. Uh, so you're getting that same great taste, uh, you know, buffalo wings tossed in any of your favorite sauces and uh, a lot, a lot less guilt is, is the way I like to put it. So how atomic do atomic wings get? Oh, we get we get pretty spicy. We go up to nuclear, uh, which, you know, uh, which was really bad for me because I had to uh, taste test all these sauces. So, <laughs> when I was taste testing these sauces, I had to go through a, you know a couple of different gallons of this nuclear sauce, and um, I'm only able to handle maybe half a wing with that sauce. Um, but the, but yeah, we get we have a wide spectrum of flavors. Everyone that likes you know that sweet honey barbecue uh, to uh, to a nuclear really spicy flavor, and then we have some exotic Thai chili is a fan favorite mango habanero. Uh, we also have dry rubs uh, at our establishment, Barbara, like our hot lemon pepper, which has proven to be a fan favorite. Uh, one, of, one of the biggest, uh, you know, I guess one of our sauces that have just come out, it's a homemade sauce. It's made in-house in our stores. It's our awesome aioli, uh, which is a really nice sauce to dip your tenders in, your uh, boneless wings, anything that you'd like, your chicken sandwiches. Um, we also, on top of that, make our blue cheese and ranch in-house on a daily basis as well. Right. So, you know, who is your customer? I know you mentioned that you have, you know, a wider variety of products than just wings. Um, so do you kind of appeal to a wider variety of people then? We do. Uh, we Our customers uh, range. I mean, we have, it's no real, uh, you know, you would think, oh, it's just sports themed or just football themed. And, and that's not the case. We're, we're year round. People love our food. They love good chicken wings. And, uh, you know, think about summertime. You're out there in the backyard grilling, you're grilling chicken, you're grilling, you know, wings at home. Uh, we're doing that at the store. I like to tell people it's a home cooked meal out of our restaurant. Uh, we really do take pride in our food. We believe we have a premium product. We don't use any heat lamps. Our product is fresh, never frozen. Um, I mentioned before our boneless wings and our tenders, chicken sandwiches, they're hand battered and hand breaded. Uh, to order. So you're getting a home cooked meal in our establishment. And, you know, it's everywhere from females to males, uh, you know, ages 18 to 
45 is really our demographic. So who is then who is your competition and how do you think you compare? Absolutely. So our, our competition, obviously, Wingstop is the largest uh, player in the field. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings has just launched their Express model uh, to kind of compete with QSRs like ourselves. Um, and then you have Wingzone, a, a smaller player in the, in the field. Um, but so these are all our competitors and we feel we compete really well. As I mentioned, a, a big differentiator for us is our food's fresh, never frozen. We don't use heat lamps. Uh, we a lot of these, uh, a lot of our competitors use frozen boneless wings, frozen tenders. We stay away from anything frozen. We, we like that fresh model, the fresh, never frozen. Uh, I believe consumers are educated enough to taste the difference. And that's what our uh, customers sell us is we can taste that. We can taste uh, that you have a premium product compared to the competition here. On top of that, we are, you know, we believe we are a healthier option compared to the other folks. Uh, as I mentioned before, we serve a grilled wing. Um, our competitors do not serve a grilled wing. We're the only person in the wing space serving grilled wing in the franchise industry. So let's flip to talking about franchising and 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 the stores. So what do you guys look for, um, you know, when you're looking for uh, a location? You know, what makes it say this is a good spot for us? Absolutely. So we do a lot of handholding here. Um, Barbara, my background, I'm a, I'm a franchisee uh, before I became a franchisor. So I'm a franchisee with another brand. Uh, our VPs, uh, VP of development, VP of uh of operations, both franchisees with other brands before they came onto the franchise or side. So we know what it's like to be a franchisee. And we try to take that into consideration when we're bringing on uh, other franchisees. So we do a lot of handholding at Atomic Wings. On top of that, we use data. Uh, we partnered up with a company called Buxton. And what they've done is they've taken um, data from our highest producing locations and found out who those customers are. So, you know, the cell phone data, whatever data that we have in the store, um, they've extrapolated that data and put it on a map nationwide and said, here are similar customers who are wing eaters. We call them wing eaters, uh, you know, uh, who prefer to eat wings and like wings. And here's, here's where we think you'll score really well or do really well. And that's how we guide our franchisees, Barbara, is, is we, we've taken a step, we've taken a step further, uh, you know, Back in my day, when when I was opening up a, another brand, I would sit outside and count cars. Uh, you know, we've we've gotten way past that. Um, so I'm still a big believer in uh, you know, hey, you have to have a feel for the area. Uh, so it's kind of a, a little bit of back and forth with our franchisees. Uh, there's many times where we've said no, and they've been really adamant about I really know this area, but we we you know, there's a little give and forth. We're flexible, but we also want to make sure that. We're doing right by the franchisees and right by the brand. So now you mentioned that, you know, you, you've said no to people, you know, so what are, you know, what are, what are you looking for in a franchisee? You know, what do you want in that for, in that partner? Absolutely. Uh, and, and you said it best in the partner. Um, it's uh, be active in your restaurant. We're not looking for absentee owners. Uh, we care about our customers and we care about the brand and, and we really care about our product. And in order to maintain a, a certain standard, of, uh, you know, of operations is we need our franchisees in their stores. We need them to build that culture within their restaurants and their teams. 
Uh, on top of that, um, you know, have they have to be able to really get out and market in the local community. Local marketing is very important. Embed themselves in that community. We really want to be part of that community. So, are you know, you're saying doing things like you know sponsoring uh, fundraisers for Baseball the schools teams, and schools, you know all correct. of that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So we really want them to be part of that. Hey, the mom, the mom with the you know. With, with a couple of kids, parents with a couple of kids come into the store, have our bonus wings after the baseball game or after their basketball game or soccer game, whatever it is. But we want to be known as that local location for everyone to enjoy a nice meal. So, you know, we were talking about um, the franchisees and you mentioned that, you know, you guys do a lot of handholding, which is, you know, coming from that background, you kind of know you kind of want to make sure you have support. Um, so what kind of support do you offer them? Yeah. Aside from, uh, you know, we just mentioned kind of a real estate aspect. Uh, we do our restaurant visits on a quarterly basis, kind of communicating with the franchisee as to what we're seeing in the restaurants. Uh, we have weekly calls with our franchisees uh, just to say, hey, you know, we noticed this in sales. Um, what's happening? Did schools let out? Did something happen? Um, but we're also taking what we're finding from other locations and giving that information through weekly, uh, monthly newsletters. We, we found out that this promotion runs really well. How about you try it out in your store? We've done everything from reviewing P&Ls with franchisees, teaching them how to do P&Ls. Um, so really, I, I like to say you're, you're kind of getting a master's uh, degree in, in franchising when you come on board with us because you're, you're touching on everything. You're touching from hiring and firing management reading reports, uh, you know, your operations, your marketing, your advertising. And, and that's what being a business owner is about. But you're, you're in business, uh, you know, not by yourself. We're, we're there with you. And do you feel that having come from the franchisee side that, you know, you're really well versed in what their pain points are so you can kind of understand more when, when they come to you with issues and things and, and kind of relate to them? Absolutely, Barbara. It's, it's one of the things that weighs very heavy on my mind at times is I know that, um, you know, opening a franchise is not an inexpensive thing to do. You're putting a lot of money into a franchise and I'm vested in your, in your, you know, success here. And I want you to be successful. Um, and really that's one of the things we, we try to be there for our franchisees. I mean, I have franchisees call me and I pick up the calls 2 a.m. 12 a.m. I don't get any rest, uh, but it, it's the way that I want it to be. I've, I've kind of ingrained that in them that, hey, I'm here for you guys. Uh, you know, my team and I are here for you uh, to make sure that you're successful. So let's flip back to talking about real estate and the locations. Um, so, you know, in terms of like what size or, you know, what kind of locations do you look for? Are you looking for an end cap? Are you looking to be part of a center? What kinds of, of things do you do you, do you like to see? Um, and you had a 2.0 remodel. Um, so how, you know, how does that factor in and how does that kind of make the brand stronger and better? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, the branding is, is really focused on speed of service, um, you know, what we've seen is third party has really taken off after COVID. For us, we were always in that space. Um, you know, we're, we're a brand that was born out of New York City. So we've always done large third party numbers. So what we've done with the rebrand is we've made a third party lane so that drivers and customers don't have to stay on the same line 
and, and, you know, so just kind of get rid of all those bottlenecks. Um, our square footage typically in city areas are between 800 to 1200 square feet. As we get out to suburbia, it's 1200 to 1600 square feet. And what we're looking for is, uh, drive throughs end caps. And as I mentioned, if you're in the city, uh, you know, inlines are fine, but, uh, we're really focused on drive throughs and end caps. And, you know, along with that, um, you know, talk about the, the remodel, how that, you know, makes it better. Um, what, what were kind of, what were kind of changes that were, uh, problem solvers besides just the, the third party delivery aspect? Yeah. So, um, I think we really focused a lot more on branding and, and getting our message out to consumers as they come in that fresh, never frozen product, our flavors, uh, the wing business is all about flavors. Uh, chicken is chicken at the end of the day, except we do brine our chicken wings, unlike our competitors. Um, but we, we, it's all about the flavors. So we wanted to make sure that we got that messaging across in our branding in stores. Uh, so while you're in there, you can kind of see, oh, our different flavors. It's, it's a fun kind of place to be. Our TVs that are up in the lobbies to make it a really comfortable atmosphere, uh, for families and, and, sports watchers. So, you know, working with Buxton, you, you know, put pins on a map uh, uh, for wing eaters. Um, and I don't want you to divulge, you know, too much, but, you know, are there particular areas of the country that are most attractive to you at this point? Right now, we've had great expansion across America, Barbara. Um, we actually are, we have 10 stores under construction all over the map here. So we've opened in California, Texas, we have stores under construction in Tennessee, Indiana, Missouri, Minnesota, uh, South Dakota, uh, you know, all, all over the place here. And we're excited about that growth because I'm a true believer. And if the food is good, people will come. And I really double down on our food. I mean, we, we have a premium product that we're really excited about. And we feel that consumers would love to enjoy in our restaurants. So you're talking about, you know, all of that growth. And I think one of the the key things uh, with franchisors is, you know, how do you balance that uh, that growth with keeping quality control and ensuring that things are done the right way? Um, and, you know, how do you do that? What are some things that you do that make sure that things are done that are that fit to the brand and fit to the high level that you expect? Yeah, great question. Um one of the things that we've done as we've expanded out west because our home base is New York City, that's where most of our restaurants are, is we've uh, we've kind of done an area rep program with our franchisees. So basically an area rep would buy a territory, let's say the state of Indiana, for instance. Now that area rep is a partner of ours. Uh, they're vested in that territory. They can sell units to other franchisees, uh, but they're the area rep. They're basically our eyes and ears on the street there. Um, so it really helps us maintain brand uh, standards and quality uh, as we move across the country. So let's talk a little bit about the guest experience. So, you know, I guess if, if I was walking in, what's, what is the experience that you hope that the guest takes away um, in store? Yeah, uh, so friendly, warm, loving atmosphere where you can sit down with your family, enjoy the game uh, and enjoy a hot meal. Uh, we really want to also speed of service, right? We don't want you waiting 20, 30 minutes for your food. Uh, we've been able to get our cook times. When I first started, Barbara, 
cook times for wings were about 12 minutes in our stores. Um, we've gotten that down to two to three minutes. Yeah, basically through uh, different equipment that we have. Um, and I mentioned we don't use any hot holding uh, lamps, any heat lamps, any anything like that. It's just uh, the processes that we've come up with over the years. Wow. And I, and I feel like people are more uh, conscious of their time and they, you know, less uh, patient, I should say. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes five minutes feels like 20 minutes to customers right. when, when they get somewhere, right? So we really want to drive home that speed of service, uh, you know, uh, for our customers to make sure that they can get back to their office or, or you know, on their lunch breaks in, time, in a timely fashion. Right. So, yeah, I think a, a lot of places found that, particularly during after coming out of the pandemic, that, um, you know, the customers' expectations kind of changed um, yeah. and their and what they're what they want and what they want to see. Um, so, you know, what was what was the pandemic like for for your brand when it's not necessarily, you know, you had all the things in place where a lot of brands had to do the pivot um, yeah. and kind of put all these things in place. But you already had that fan foundation. Um, so what was your pandemic experience like? Yeah, we, we had a great foundation in place, Barbara. We were, and New York City was really hard hit, if you remember. Uh, you know, it was kind of the epicenter uh, around March. Uh, going back to, you know, what we do as a franchisor compared to maybe other franchises, during the pandemic, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I know New York City was hard hit. Um, and I basically sent an email out to the franchisees and I said, we're not going to collect royalties. Um, until we know what's going on. So for that first month, we didn't collect royalties um, because, and then after the first month, we saw that their sales, some stores were up a hundred percent. And we were like, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys are okay. Let's, let, <laughs> let's, um, you know, but uh, that, that's kind of, you know, what I mentioned before is, is we really do care about our franchisees and, and that's just, uh, you know, we, we said we're in it together. And if you guys are going to feel pain, we're going to feel the pain with you. Um, and, and that's one of the things we did. But we were primed for uh, delivery because a lot of our locations in Manhattan had their own delivery guys. Right. So they didn't have to rely on third party as much. But um, the pandemic, uh, I think we did really well during the pandemic. So in addition to the pandemic. Great to say, hey, our brand is pandemic resistant now. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, but I think a lot of brands did did learn a lot of things in that Correct. regard. That's why you're seeing a, a lot more drive throughs because they're seeing that that made sense. And some of the changes that you're making to avoid bottlenecks because so many people didn't have those kind of dedicated spaces for a pickup because it wasn't that big of a deal. So, you know, you're kind of seeing of what lessons are learned and how people are integrating it into brands, um, you know, for the future, because the model, it's the model that works and kind of future proofing, if you can, uh, for any other potential problems. Um, you know, and speaking of other issues, you know, obviously, you know, staffing has always been a big issue for uh, any restaurant, but the pandemic really put an emphasis on that. And then coming out of it and, and, and part of it was supply chain. And there were different issues with chicken wings and, and pricing and all that. So, you know, how did you kind of handle all of those kind of challenges? Absolutely. So labor continues to be an issue for all brands. Not It's not just our brand. Uh, it's just something that's been going on. They call it the great exit. Uh, you know, folks have just left the workforce. Uh, and, 
it's that's been a challenge for a lot of our, our franchisees. Uh, luckily, they've had some very loyal employees who have been with them quite a long time and, and they've stuck through. Uh, but it, it has been a challenge. I don't want to sit up here and say it hasn't. Um, aside from, you know, um, the labor issues and things of that sort, uh, wing prices during the pandemic rose to all time highs. There was a, a wing crisis, if you, yeah. if you put it shortly, right? Supply chains, uh, issues. And what we had to do was we had to take some of that on our menu. We had to raise our menu prices by a bit. We also try to pivot to, boneless wings during that time, running specials on boneless wings and tenders uh, so that our franchisees can maybe get consumers to change their eating habits and move away from wings and, and go into our other products. Um, so we, we try to do a lot of that and we've come full circle. Wing, wing prices are at an all-time low now, but there's other areas where, you know, potatoes have gone up and they continue to go up because they're having issues uh, all across the map. What are other challenges you see uh, ahead, um, you know, for for you, for other restaurants um, in the in the coming years? I mean, um, you know, the pandemic did teach us a lot, but, um, you know, now we're faced with other inflationary concerns, recession concerns. Um, and that's, uh, you know, disposable income. If consumers don't have that disposable income, they're not eating out. That's the first thing that they cut. From their from their spending habits, uh, so that's a that's a big concern for I guess the next uh, the next twelve to thirty six months here, it, uh, you know inflation and and just uh, what's going on in the market and unfortunately we have no control over that. Right. So you mentioned before the importance of local marketing, um, but how important um, is social media and what kinds of things are you doing in social media? So we have a we have our uh, we have a team that runs our social media campaigns, our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, we have a YouTube channel as well. And uh, uh, customers really are on, you know, Instagram, the reels and, and things of that sort. Um, so we're, we're active there. We feel that it does drive customers. Does, you know, you're able to, especially as these social media platforms get smarter and smarter, they're geo targeting uh, certain areas and it's not such a wide message. You can kind of localize that messaging to people within five miles, 10 miles of your store. So we feel it's a, it's a definitely important. Also, Google ads, uh, you know, we're, we're there as well in terms of marketing. So we, we play a lot in that field. And on the I guess on the on the flip side, um, you know, on the operations aspect, how is technology kind of integrated into the brand? So technology, we've uh, we've just launched our app, uh, which. Uh, you know, you'll get loyalty rewards. Uh, you know, uh, we were able to launch gift cards from there. And we thought that was really important for our customers because we do have a lot of folks that are repeat customers that come in twice, three times a week. And we wanted to reward those folks uh, for their loyalty. So you're able to order online delivery um, right through the app. And then it also will provide you, you know, with the data that then you'll be Absolutely. able to personalize yeah. things more. So personalized you know, messages, yeah. personalized, you know, offers to our customers. So um, if we would have this conversation five years from now, where do you hope the brand is? Well, right now we're at, we're going to be at 25 units by the end of this year. Uh, when I took over the brand, Barbara, in 2016, we were at two units. Um, we've done everything organically. 
meaning we haven't hired brokers. It's all been folks that have reached out to us that we've had conversations with that we've met at the store uh, level. They've tried the product and fell in love and they've opened up restaurants. Um, in five years, I see us being over a hundred units across the nation. I see us being a, a, a real player, especially with our drive-throughs co- that are coming. We mentioned drive-throughs before. Not a lot of people in the wing space have drive-throughs. Uh, we'll be one of the first ones. We have two under construction right now. So we really feel that our brand is going to change the way the wing industry is seen. How do you think the wing industry is seen now? Do you think they're that it's, you know, not given yeah, enough not, credence? It's, it's is not, it? Well, it's not quick, right? Um, you're seeing a lot of people in the tender space, Slim's Chicken, Raising Canes, uh, you know, those folks that they're opening drive throughs and they're doing monster volumes. Um, and a lot of that has to do with speed of service. It's not necessarily that you're getting gourmet food. Um, you're getting crinkle cut fries from those two places. So, <laughs> you know, let's call it what it is. Right. Um, but it's speed of service. And that's where customers are all about. We've talked about this before. If they can get in and out and get a hot meal, then, hey, that, that's what it's about. And with Atomic, you're getting more than a hot meal. You're getting a great meal. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you.